Welcome to this week's episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, the podcast for entrepreneurs interested in fast growth and funding, powered by EHE Capital. In this episode of Extraordinary Entrepreneurs Together, Guy and Nairi are joined by Andrea Fallows. Andrea is the operations team leader for the UK Office of Strategic Coach. And today they're going to be talking about how important it is for entrepreneurs to find the right tribe for them and how important it is for them to select the right strategic partners in business. Uh, without any further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Guy and Nairi. Thanks, Ivan. Hi, everybody. So I've got Guy and Andrew here. I thought before we carry on, it would be really useful, Andrew, if you just wouldn't mind introducing yourself and talk a little bit about what you do for Strategic Coach. So hello, everyone. And um, like I said, my name is Andrea Fellows. I've worked at Strategic Coach now for over 14 years. And um, my role within Strategic Coach is I'm on the operational side of things here for Dan and Babs. So it's basically very much making sure that what's supposed to happen actually happens. So I run the workshops, I look after our sales team, and I also look after the clients and the program advances that we have over here. Brilliant. Thanks, Andrew. And we've got Guy joining us from uh, sunny Ibiza, is it? It is, yeah. It's still very warm and it is sunny and it's rather nice, but I don't want to rub it in. It's just a mega 21, 22 degrees today, sunny, beautiful sea. I can see it in the distance. Lovely. Yeah, it's exactly the same as it is here, guys. <laughs> <laughs> and I was laughing at the start of Andrea when, you know, Ivan uh, introduced you as Andrea. I know, I like your looks. It is, it's like your Spanish counterpart, isn't it? It is. I love it when clients you know, or people call me Andrea, especially when I go overseas, like, oh, Andrea, and I'm like, you know, it's Andrea. Oh, Andrea from Manchester. I just thought that was it. I get used to be called Fallowdowns as well, Andrea Fallowdown on the Jones as well. Mm-hmm. Great. Thanks, everybody. So, Andrew, I thought what would be really useful, or shall I say Andrea? I can't really pull it off, can I? Um, I thought <laughs> what would be really useful today is if we just started talking about, I know you absolutely love the role that you do and the people that you work with, but what is it that you love about working with entrepreneurs and strategic coach? I think the two separable, I'd say, Basically, for working for strategic coach, I to keep me somewhere for 14 years as well and to keep me always interested because I, I like to stay busy, is I get to be very creative and I feel like I'm very self-sufficient. So it's very much where they lead me to it. They trust what I do. So if I'm going to start a project, they just go, here's a project, go away and do it. And then they just lead me to it, which is the best way that I actually work. I'd say as well that I do get to be really creative. So if there's an idea that I want to come, I want to put across there to them, it's very much, you know, it's really an open company to be able to discuss it and we really collaborate together, which is fantastic. And I'd say with the clients, which I just, we've worked with entrepreneurs for so long, is I just absolutely love their mindsets. So they have such great, positive, focused mindsets and they are so coachable as well. So it's where, you know, I'm working with them and I'm talking to them about their businesses and things like that. And uh, they're just so coachable and open to want to change and always wanting to do better. And it's not just wanting to do better for themselves, but it's wanting to do better for everyone around them as well, which is really nice. And they're just really very engaging, caring people to be around as well. Amazing. Thank you. Guy, I think, um, I think well, just to add to what Andrea said there, what Andrea's described in the way that coach strategic coach allow her to operate they're one of these companies that absolutely practice everything everything they preach they run their company totally in the way that they uh coach other entrepreneurs to run their company they they are run by entrepreneurs themselves and that's one of the one of the big pluses for me is that they're not masquerade to be to be entrepreneurs 
They are an entrepreneurial company run by two amazing entrepreneurs and coached by a whole bunch of successful entrepreneurs. And Andrea's right. It's all about the mindset. You know, I, exactly the same as Andrea, I love these sessions with both Strategic Coach and another community that I am a member of Abundance 360. I was on one of their workshops yesterday and I just love it because, you know, the content is important because that's why you're there, but also meeting like-minded people is just amazing. And it's absolutely the opposite of what you see on the TV and hear about on the news. It's about how we solve problems, not just moaning about the problems all the time. And it's that kind of mindset. So 100% behind you, Andrea, on that. Do you think that differs, Guy, to perhaps more corporate organisations or people with a corporate mindset? Yeah, and, you know, this isn't a criticism. There's no right or wrong answer to this, but certain people are suited to an entrepreneurial environment and certain people are suited to, to other environments. And I do think that if you've worked in a corporate environment for a lot of your life, you obviously enjoy it, which is great and it suited you, but it's definitely a different mindset to the entrepreneurial mindset. There's not that many entrepreneurs really that come out of the corporate environment. People who have been in corporate corporates all lives then come out to be entrepreneurs. There are a few, don't get me wrong, a few do really well. But as a rule, if you've been in a corporate environment for a certain amount of time, that's the way that your mind works and, and, and that's the way you are and it suits you and you're doing a good job within that environment, then brilliant. But it is definitely different to an entrepreneurial mindset, in my, my opinion. I will, and will I say that is that what I've, I've said is that I could never, I could, if I ever left strategic code, I'd either have to go and work for myself or I'd have to work for another entrepreneur and wouldn't be able to ever go back to doing anything else really. And that's from being here for so long. And it's just interesting what you're saying about being in that mindset. And that's a perfect segue, Andrea, as well. I've recently been in that situation where I've worked within an entrepreneurial organization, led an entrepreneurial organization for in the best part of 17 years. And then we're required and part of the agreement very often when you are required. And I was warned against this by people from Strategic Coach. The, the new the acquiring company tends to want you to work for them for a good period of time. Normally, the average is probably about four years or so because they're acquiring your team skills and maybe a product or maybe a set of services that you offer, your reputation, your brand, but they're also acquiring you. And I kept it to an absolute minimum. I asked for a 12-month burnout and we agreed on 18 months in the end. They, they really wanted four years. So I did okay, I guess, mm-hmm. at the end with 18 months. And, and don't get me wrong, this corporate, we're brilliant. And, and they're a really good company to work for if that's what you like doing. But I very quickly, within six months, I knew that kind of environment was not one I was going to thrive in. Having to go through layers of people to make decisions, wait weeks and weeks for someone to come back to you to say, actually, I'm not the person you want to speak to. You want to speak to, you know, so-and-so in this other department. And then you're chasing your tail. Whereas the environment I've come from was very fast moving, very agile. We make quick decisions. Some of them are great decisions. Some of them are terrible. Now, that's fine. You, you learn more from making a bad decision than you do from making a good decision. So you, you go, well, that was a really bad move. And you go, okay, I'm not going to do that again. And this is what I learned from it. And you move on and you either fine tune it, or if it's a really bad decision, then you just bin it all together and, and move on to the next kind of idea. And w- one of the things, that, little stories that I tell is that my right-hand man at, uh, at Kate, my previous company, was a, a guy called Pete Emerson. Um, sorry, Pete, embarrass you now. And he terrific at his job. We worked really well together. And he was just the kind of person I needed because um, I'd come back from 
uh, strategic coach. I'd been away for a few days, mixed with these kind of creative, innovative thinking people. And I come back with it just, the, as he put it, a head full of fairy dust. And it was then his job, really, for me to tell him what, what a, some of the ideas I'd come up with while I was there and some of the thoughts I had. And it was his idea then to either implement them or just tell me I was start raving mad and we kind of been the idea after a bit of a discussion. Uh, but there was a lot of good stuff that came out of there as well. Even if you have, you know, 10 ideas and there's only one really good one that comes out of it, that's one more than you had before you came back from that particular coach course. So, uh, yeah, really good. Really enjoyed it, but very different to the corporate environment. I, I will never work in a corporate environment again. It just doesn't suit my personality and the way that my mind works, but it's great for other people. Thank you. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because we talked a lot around how for entrepreneurs, it's quite relevant that they choose strategic partners, strategic coaches, agencies, other partnerships that share the same values and ethos as, uh, as them. And I think, I don't know, Guy, what's your experience around kind of the types of companies you tend to engage with? I presume share the same sorts of values, ethos and approach that that you have as an entrepreneur as well. Yeah, you, you meet all sorts of organizations when you're out there and sometimes you click with them, sometimes you don't. Sometimes it's purely a transaction. You're buying a service, you're buying a product and that's it. There's no nothing more than that. But in reality, there was a number of suppliers that I worked with at Cake over a number of years that I held in really high esteem. They genuinely loved working with Cake and, and what we were about and, and they were quite often run by entrepreneurs themselves and smaller companies. And I still have relationships with those people to this day. And I've brought them into new companies or actually some of them brought me into their company to help them out to do some entrepreneurial type stuff. You're right. You do form collaborations and relationships with certain types of people within certain types of companies. And you quite often friends for life when that happens. Andrew, do you have any examples where this type of approach has brought out the best in you? Any kind of things that have happened over the last year or two where you've had that freedom that you've talked about to go and deliver something amazing? Yeah, so there's a couple of examples. One is actually with Guy. So quite a few years ago, Guy, this wasn't it, that we were on the, you brought me in to do a goal liberality committee. And uh, Guy was like, we need to figure out something to do together. So I was in um, Wales at the time, we actually down in Babs, and I spoke to Babs News and um, his wife runs the business. And I thought for doing an impact filter, this is one of our tools that we use. And I wanted to do an event with the variety and strategic coach. So we were like freshing out ideas and things like that and what we wanted to do. And we decided on doing a workshop. So it's inviting our community and um, but basically the proceeds to go to the variety club because I was on the committee. So Matt was like, really like the idea, go to Dan, I went to Dan and he's just like, yeah, of course we'll do it, not a problem. And that's the kind of people that they are as well. We, um, and Guy and I between the engineering race, like £30,000 for the committee. And that was purely because of like me and my connection and the relationship I've got with Dan and Babs. And it was, it was great for me to be able to do that. And, and another example is we've obviously with COVID and we were all like all our work trips were in person. Then we went on Zoom and we did transition really well. And so thankfully, everything we got to keep going with and everything like that. And when we were like coming out of lockdown, and especially here in the UK, and our restrictions were a lot different than in North America. And the team over here, myself and Catherine Sarah, we wanted to give something back to the clients just for their support, for all the support they've given us. So we uh, decided we wanted to give like a mastermind workshop. So we were doing it one per month for July, August and September. 
So we got together, put it all together, and then I went to head office. Said, "This is something I really want to do." I broke it all down and went for all the logistics, and were like, "Go for it!" And that's what we did. And it was massive, and we were the first ones to go back in person. And we've gone back before North America, and we've just had our workshops and um, two weeks ago as well, that reversing in the UK. Now ours are obviously a lot less than theirs, but still, it was just a massive achievement and something that we wanted to do. And they're very much, if you can go and do it, make it happen, go and make it happen. And that's what I love about them. And I don't want them to get involved or to get, but just bring them in when I need to. Yeah, they, them two examples were some of the, I felt really passionate about when it went to happen. And then just, yeah, just let's go for it and do it and trusting me, which is true. Sorry, I was just going to quickly ask, what was the lead time from flagging or raising that to them saying, yeah, okay, go and do it? Because um, for some businesses, that would be, as you said, Dad, like a really lengthy process, wouldn't it? Loads of people have got to be involved. But I created some stuff up. Like, well, I created like spreadsheets. <laughs> I created a spreadsheet with my brain down on it. And then literally, what, about a week later, I went to Toronto and I was just like, this is what I want to do. And I spoke to everyone around, I spoke to two different people, but they were really supportive. And neither of the ones were like, yeah, let's go for it. And Bash was like, yeah, let's do it. You want to do it, just go for it. And if you feel like it's right, and they looked at all the factors with me, we talked it all through, they're like, we think it's right. So yeah, it could be, it's very quick decision-making. He's, and it's very, like Guy says, which I love about coaching working, it's very collaborative. Everything we do is collaborative. Everything's about supporting each other. And I'm really in a... If, like Guy said, you know about making mistakes as well, being this kind of business, it's like you learn, kind of down, especially in systems, you're great to learn it's from your mistakes and you've got to make mistakes. That's the only way that you're going to learn. To be able to actually feel good in that environment should be like if you make a mistake it's okay and then learn from it just don't do it again do you know what's me where you're not scared and that is where you do get your biggest learning and he's really taught us that which is massive yeah andrea you are singly the most organized person i've ever met in my life honestly you have uh, literally a spreadsheet for every thing that you do business-wise and everything you do personal uh, in your personal life as well which is almost like a total contrast to, to my chaos but anyway there we go well, that's what it's about, you know. If we, it's so funny when you say this for a partner, he thinks I'm so unorganized. But mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, but we just have a different way of doing it. Yeah, thanks for that guy. And you're right, though. I was saying before, we said, I said from the outset that coach kind of practice what they preach. They have mechanisms for people to, informal and formal, for people to go in and suggest ideas. Uh, and as Andrea says, they, these things can happen really quickly. And that kind of thing, in my opinion, should be encouraged in any forward-thinking organisation. Your biggest uh, resource is uh, your people. The, the biggest benefit to your organisation are always your people. And if you put barriers in the way of them helping you make the business better, then your business will be poorer because of it. So by allowing people to freely come up with ideas, good and bad, and try them and some will succeed and some will fail it's not an issue your success is to celebrate your failures just celebrate and uh, you move on and you come up with another idea it's just important to and i heard this from so many successful people it's just important to celebrate failures as it is success because you learn from those failures and then you come up with new ideas so it, it should never be stigmatized in any way and it is in a lot of companies by preventing failure, and I saw this in the corporate, and even though they were a really good corporate, I could see that they were fearful of failure, and they did lots and lots of things to try and prevent failure. Now, don't get me wrong, having sensible precautions in there to weed out the really the things that just clearly are not going to work makes sense. 
But the more things you're putting away and you make people fearful of failure, the less likely your company is going to innovate in, in any way that it should be, that it's capable of. Great, thank you. I was just going to say, I'm glad you mentioned about the people because actually what we've talked about is the business benefit, but we've not looked at it from the, the personal motivation that you got from being empowered to deliver something that was really important to you. So obviously it benefited the entrepreneurs in that example, Andrea, but as leaders and managers, we don't always recognize the impact that empowering our people actually has on them personally, does it? So for you to sit here a couple of years later and pick that out as a career highlight must be really special for the people that empowered you. And then that's made you feel more empowered to to deliver more. It, it benefits both elements of it. I just wanted to end on a, a question for you, Andrew, and obviously, Guy, if you've got anything additional to say. But I just wondered from a strategic coach point of view with all the different entrepreneurs you've worked with, have you got any kind of particular success stories or case studies with the entrepreneurs that that stand out for you? He's going to laugh me, Guy. <laughs> it is with Guy for me. I'd be always good because I always like, I love Guy's story. I feel like it comes a lot better from Guy, but I've known Guy now for actually 14 years. So Guy, when we actually, when I first started at Strategic Coach, Guy was on the first ever UK workshop. So I was there, like, 14 years younger, which is nice to think about. I mean, with them, his story for me has been one of the biggest success stories in it's I've not blown his trumpet. For him, from what I've known him for 14 years ago to where he is now and how successful he is, he's still the same person. And that's what's so lovely. And that him and I have actually, actually grown closer, haven't we, guys? Especially over the last, I'd say, couple of years. We've known each other for a long time, but a lot of fun. And then, um, but it's, it's like now we're collaborating a lot more. And with me being on this podcast, it's, it's fantastic that he's given me this opportunity to do it. And it's something really exciting and different for me. But, guy, you tell the story, but I would say definitely you, you're, you're my story. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So there's a couple of things to pick up there. I mean, thank you. <laughs> First of all, it, it goes back to making decisions and I made a decision in, in, I guess in many ways changed my life. And that was when I decided to join coach. I, I remember literally 14, 15 years ago, going to Mere Golf Club, which was actually quite close to where I live. And Paulette was doing a, yeah. um, would have been, wouldn't it? Yeah. She's she, she doing it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. I was doing a workshop. And it was one of those that had been recommended to go by someone I knew who went. I thought, do you know what? This is really good. I've never spent any money on my personal development. I've always spent it on the team's development. And I, I really like the sound of it. And I did it. I signed up literally there and then because I am a quick start and that's the kind of stuff that you do. And it was a lot of money for us at the time. And, it, you know, was a lot of money for us. But the company bit the bullet and I bit the bullet and we did it. And... What I've learned, the biggest thing it gave me to begin with, Andrea, going back 14 years ago, I was a different person. I wasn't as confident as I am now. I still have my moments now, don't get me wrong, but I certainly wasn't anything like I am now. And it's the biggest thing it does, it, it gets you to look at all the positive things that have happened rather than worrying about the stuff that hasn't happened or hasn't gone as well as you'd hoped. When you look back, there's always good stuff that's happened over the past you know, quarter. Uh, and it's called a positive focus. And, and it just gives you confidence. And I went in this room full of successful people and I felt the smallest person in the room. And then I got to a point after a few years where I thought, do you know what? I'm no different from everyone in this room. And actually the business was beginning to pick up. So then I took the decision to move to the next level. So instead of it being in London, 
I traveled to Toronto where the Dan Sullivan, uh, one of the founders and uh, the, I guess the inspiration behind the whole program, he takes that particular class. And yeah, again, I walked in that room and I was the smallest person in that room. I felt the smallest person in the room. And I'm at the stage now where they've, for the last sort of 12, 18 months, have had a, a new program, which is a step up again. Uh, and I feel like I'm ready to go on that. So it's really increased my confidence. That's the single biggest thing it's done. Uh, it's given me tons of tools and ideas uh, about how I should be thinking about things and how I should be thinking bigger and, and how to do that and how to map it all out. So it's been a massive support in all sorts of different ways, but mindset and confidence, are the biggest ones for me. So thank you for that, Andrea and, and coach. Brilliant. Thanks both. That feels like a really nice way to kind of end the podcast today. We're going to talk a bit more to Andrea next week around the role of strategic coach. But just before we sign off, is there anything either of you two wanted to add? No? No? No, I think I've... uh, What I would say is that if, if there are uh, entrepreneurs out there that feel like they're ready to get to the next level, I, I can personally recommend it. And if you want to reach out to me personally and ask me more about it, then by all means. But if you already sold on the idea, then speak to Andrea directly. And the last thing Andrea is going to do is just give out her contact details. Yeah, of course. No problem. Thank you, Gab. Yeah, definitely. If anyone's interested, please feel free to contact me. And um, my email address is Andrea dot fallows f a double l n w s at strategiccoach.com brilliant thank you andrew and we'll link the details um in the podcast text as well so people can click through on there thank you both very much and we will speak to you again next week andrea thank you all right thanks andrea thanks larry thank you for listening to this episode of extraordinary entrepreneurs together visit the ehe capital website ehe.capital for further insights and to join the ehe community